1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's
0: on. All right, little after two. Joe Girardi later on. Uh, right now, we'll talk to Tony Dungy. You see him on NBC, obviously the uh, longtime NFL figure and uh, former NFL coach, and he joins us now. Tony, welcome. How are you?
1: Hey, Mike. Doing well. Great to be on with you. My
0: pleasure, Tony. Uh, the Always the uh, kind of the voice of uh, calm and reason in the league right now. Uh, as you look at the grand scheme of things in, in the NFL, what are you thinking right now?
1: Well, uh I'm looking at the football side of it and thinking that we still have a lot to figure out. We have teams that are playing up and down and I'm not sure who's other than Kansas City and Atlanta, you know, who's really playing great football right now. So I think we've gotta still sort that out. And then of course on the off field issues, uh it's really just a mess right now how would you do what would
0: you do with this tony if it's your team i mean what would you tell your team right now how do you how do you make the best of this situation uh from a head coaching uh standpoint what what does an experienced head coach do with this mess
1: well uh the players feel like they've been attacked and when they anybody gets that feeling they're going to circle the wagons and rally the troops and and stick together and lash out. And that's what they're doing. Uh, I think I would tell my team, we've got to just calm down, try to think rationally. Number one, we've got to stay together and not alienate each other. And number two, do what we think is going to make the situation better. I I thought the Dallas Cowboys had a wonderful response and a, a great way to do it. But that comes through kind of thinking things through and talking things through and Uh, I think that's what we have to do at this point, try to get that dialogue going uh, back and forth. And that's one thing I'm disappointed in in the president about. I I think he is taking the opposite approach. I think he's trying to dial up the tension rather than uh, talk in a way that can be constructive.
0: What do you do if you have guys who say, wait, I'm not on board with this? I mean, when you do have division, if you have issues like, say, have festered now in Pittsburgh, I mean... How do you get everybody on the same page, or do you not worry to get everybody on the same page?
1: You, you know, you get everybody on the same page in terms of being teammates and functioning, where you're never going to be on the same page, all of us thinking exactly alike, all of us responding the same way. So that, that's very hard to do. Um, all teams have, have these issues that come up, and when, when things happen, people look at them differently. But winning teams have the ability to put that aside and say, okay, We don't agree on this, but we agree on how we're going to play, and and that's how you have to do it. And and I think most of the teams will will do that as they move forward.
0: Um, Right now, uh, you mentioned back to football, Atlanta and what they've done, and they've been able to survive a couple of tight ones on the road. Uh, They're very tough to beat in their building. We know that. Kansas City's look very good. uh, We'll see about that. And then everybody else is in between. Does New England... Where are you a lot with this defense or because it's Belichick and their experience, you figured they'll ride the offense and then fix the defense as they go?
1: Well, they're going to be okay because they know how to win ball games and you know there's no teams that are going to just jump out there and, and get so far in front of them that they're not going to be in the hunt in terms of getting home field advantage. They're, they're not a complete team yet. I think their defense will come around. Uh, offensively, they've got a lot of different weaponry. The, the injuries uh, happening so early in the season would kind of worry me. But New England's always going to be there because they know how how to play games and how to win.
0: I'll tell you one thing this year that you've seen is you've seen a lot of young running backs come in and really, and it's been years since I've seen young running backs come in and have an impact. You're seeing some guys come in and really uh, have some impact this year. Uh, The kid in Kansas City, uh, Cook in Minnesota, uh, the kid in Jacksonville. So you're seeing some young first-year running backs really uh, spark these offenses.
1: Yeah, there's some talented guys who have come in, and I think the the running game has been emphasized a little bit on some of these teams so that that's given the back the chance i think we've kind of devalued running uh, over the the last maybe 10 years because of the rules and how easy it is to throw and how productive you can be uh but you're right some of these guys have gotten an opportunity and they've showed that they can they can kind of uh, control a game by running the football
0: yeah, they, and, you know, look, look, Fournette's come in, and he's a big back. He's done well. Cook has really been wonderful for Minnesota so far, even when they haven't had their quarterback healthy. So from that standpoint, I mean, you've seen some guys in Kansas City. Andy, who you know very well, has uh, done it w- with some interesting guys and now has, you know, really turned the, a couple of youngsters into really focal points with that offense.
1: No, he has, and he, he's got a diverse attack, a lot of different weaponry. I think he's u- utilizing everybody very well. I doubt that they really knew what they had in Hunt, um, and he he's shown them, and he's probably been even better than they thought he would be. But I think that's what happens when you've got a, a diverse attack. Everybody's talents can, can come out and be shown. But I, I, Dalvin Cook, I loved him. I live in Florida. Yep, I watched Florida me too. State a lot. I me thought he too. was going to be the best back so did I. out of that whole group, and I, I think. Minnesota has gotten their offensive line kind of situated where he can show what he can do. They've got some pass receivers who don't allow you to stack the box. I think he's going to have a great year.
0: You know, I didn't get it. I I, 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 I watched him a lot, and, and you know, he was great in the bowl game against Michigan. He was great in every big game. He was durable. He caught it. He ran. He did everything. Uh, when other guys sat out, he didn't sit out. And then, for whatever reason, he got a bad rap that he was, you know, hanging around with the wrong guys, or and maybe they had, maybe they had information that we don't have. I, I don't know, but I was thought it was shocked that the whole league nobody takes him on the first round. Absolutely stunned me.
1: Yeah, that was kind of stunning. Uh, I have a friend at, at Florida State, the equipment manager, who was my equipment man at, at Tampa, and you know we had the same questions about Jameis Winston. And my buddy told me, "No, I'm telling you, being around the locker room, Jameis is a good guy." And he said the same thing about Cook. he said, "I don't understand what people are saying. I'm telling you this is a fine young man. he's going to be great in the in the NFL and so far it looked like he was right
0: absolutely and 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 I have to admit you're seeing these quarterbacks, and even if they're not classic polished throwers, like it's amazing i I really think- uh you know and as an old guy who was a quarterback yourself you know as people might remember uh you see these guys now." who are wonderful college players because they can run and pass, and they're leaders. Deshaun Watson's a great kid. He's a great leader. He's not a polished passer. Same thing with Prescott. Came in. He's a good leader. He knows how to run a team. He's not a polished passer. They've worked around that, and they've got these guys come in and been productive, and they're almost playing now to their talents rather than worrying about the fact that these guys are not polished pocket passers. And in the old days, I don't know if they would do that. Now they're willing to let their talents help where they can help and let the other part come together later. You know, they're not asking those guys to do some things they can't do. And I thought that, like in Watson's case, the fact that he wasn't real polished, you know, as far as being a real classic thrower would hurt him. And he's doing better than I thought he would do.
1: Well, I think that does go back to coaching where um, we do it at all kinds of other positions. You have uh, guys who are specialists in brushing the passer and, we put them out there and let them rush the passer. We don't ask them to cover backside out the backfield or do different things. You have linebackers who are you know, able to fill the running lanes, and maybe they're not athletic, but they utilize them in the right way. But we always thought, well, we couldn't do that with quarterbacks. Unless they can do everything and do it the way we want, then we won't use them. But I think you're saying coaches now say, boy, this guy is talented. As you say, he's a leader he can rally the team, let me do what he does best and take advantage of that, emphasize that, and put him in situations that don't magnify his weaknesses, and we can win. And uh, I think you're saying that. I, I think these coaches are doing a great job.
0: I agree. And and I, really, I, I thought you, you see, you've seen it with Prescott, and they have that great offensive line. But even in Houston, they're taking advantage of what he can do and really play into his stuff, even if maybe – I mean, I don't know how much they'll let him run, and he needs to run to be effective. But right now, it's working for them. I mean, he's moving the ball.
1: Well, and you see, it gives, gives the team a spark. I mean, he came in, and even though they, they didn't win week two, um, the, the team got some confidence. And uh, I, I just think that's the way you have to play it. Um, you know, you, you see that all over uh, in Indianapolis now. Jacoby Brissett has come in and given the team a spark. And you have to play off what he does well and build off it, and uh, you're going to be fine.
0: You know, it's and and not worry that the guy is not gonna be great on third and fifteen. That's all you do, you just let it let it happen and let him use his his you know, use the ability he does have. And clearly what Watson brings is the same thing Prescott brings. He's very good at running the team and he's a leader. He could tell he's a leader. The kid already, you know, he's a guy if you put him in a room, he's gonna be a leader by the time the day's over. He's just that kind of guy.
1: No question about it. And they bring different problems to the defense it may not be the classic problem of a hard we're going to defend Dan Marino when he's got five different receivers to pick out and how is he going to throw the ball but when you have to think about the scrambles and moving pockets and bootlegs and different things that these guys can do that's a lot of things for the defense to practice so it, it's different types of headaches um, and, and I think, it's, as you say, it's being effective right now.
0: And then you watch tonight, you watch Rogers, who is just, you know, from another planet. He really is. I mean, the other day, he was getting sacked, beat up like crazy. Fourth quarter, let's just figure out a way for him to go to the line of scrimmage and win the game, and that's what he does. His ability to move and throw and slide and throw is just a- amazing, isn't it? I mean, what a talent. No, he,
1: that, he's an amazing he is talent. Special. Yeah, he is very, very special, and he is really – these first few weeks has really had Green Bay where they can compete and win. That Seattle game opening week was the same way, getting sacked, a lot pressured. uh, But I'll make the throws. If the game is close enough, I'll win the game somewhere in the fourth quarter.
0: You know, it's tough to get – a lot of these teams struggle a lot on these offensive lines. Giants do. Seattle is. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard if you don't make it a premium like Dallas or maybe Oakland did. It's very hard to get the, any cohesiveness and get these offensive lines together. Some of these teams have nightmarish problems on their offensive line.
1: Yeah, it's a different type of practice now. And uh, when I was coaching 10 years ago, Howard Mudd was our offensive line coach, and he used to say, don't spend high draft choices. We'll get guys who have some ability. We can work with them. We can develop them. We'll develop a good offensive line. Spend the money on the weapons that we need to to be great. And we did that. And Howard did a good job of molding that group. But now you take that approach. You can't practice enough to mold the group. So you've got to go out and get some talented guys and some veterans and that's going to hurt you in other areas on the team. So it's kind of a catch twenty-two.
0: It really is, and you see some places like, I, I give it, Look at Seattle right now. Look at Green Bay. I mean, he's running for his life. He was running for his life against Cincinnati. I mean, the the whole game. I mean, and and with the Giants, it's been a big issue too. I mean, they, no, they, no question. It, it's really been very very tough here uh, to get the offensive line going. And uh, as the Giants get ready to go to Tampa this week at zero three, their kind of the season's very much. Uh, on the brink here?
1: No, this season is on the line. And, you know, I, they played better offensively when they got Beckham back. That helps them, helps Eli be able to throw the ball quicker. You know what coverages you're going to get uh, when, when you've got your ace receiver out there. But uh, it is. It's tough to develop offensive lines during training camp and during the season now because you just are limited so much by the collective bargaining agreement uh, as to how you can practice.
0: Very, very – do, do you think that works mostly on running game and offensive line cohesiveness, or do you think that also is a big factor with the defenses?
1: I, I think it's more of a factor with the offensive line uh, because you can practice. Those guys can get together in the spring on their own. They can throw routes. You can go one-on-one. You can practice against each other in the passing game uh defensive line coming off the ball ten off on the quarterback you can practice your pass rush moves on sleds on dummies but to get that cohesiveness in the offensive line and to learn your technique and how to block you have to do it 5 5 on 5 and do it uh at a semi good pace to get it get it down and that's just not happening now
0: You know, if there's one team, we're talking with Tony Dungy, that I think could run and hide this year, it's Atlanta. I think they're good enough. I think they have a great roster. They've won two games. They could have lost on the road already. Their Bears were on a five-yard line. They didn't get it in. Last week, we know the play was overturned. That's fine. They whipped Green Bay at home. They're going to be very hard to beat at home with their weapons on their track. I don't know if anybody could beat them in their building. I could see them having a very dominant year in this NFC. I I thought they – the only question was whether that – Super Bowl was going to be a hangover for them. I think they have the most talented roster in the league.
1: They're, they're very good, uh, and I think they're going to kind of use the Seattle formula, as you say. Win your home games. They've yep. already won two road games, so you're you're looking at you know twelve and four, thirteen and three, and and they will be tough to beat down there. In the and they playoff. remind
0: me of your teams in that get a big lead and then let those guys tee off on the edges on the other team when they got a two touchdown lead, like you used to do.
1: That's exactly right, and I don't know that they've got a great secondary, but they do have pass rushers, they've got a fast group, and when you play at home with the noise on that turf, that accentuates it, so they've they've put a roster together that uh, allows them to play to their their environment and play to their strength, and Matt Ryan, and I, I agree with you, I don't think they're a Super dominant team, but I think they're going to be very tough to beat this year.
0: Yeah, I think I, I don't know. I think they could get home field, and I just don't know if anyone could beat them in their building because if Green Bay can't, and they've walloped Green Bay when they've played them, Green Bay just can't handle their speed. I don't know. Maybe a minute if Minnesota was on top of its game with their defense, they might have a shot at them. I mean, because their defense well, is pretty good. That's what
1: it's going to take. Yeah, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take somebody who can pressure the passer. Uh, but you know, just like last week, Atlanta against Detroit. Detroit played really well, but they could not handle the, their running back. Catching the ball out of the backfield, running the football. Yeah, it was a little bit of Julio Jones and Sanu, but it was Coleman and Freeman. A lot of Those weapons. guys made the difference. So, yeah, you have to have a complete defense to be able to handle these guys.
0: How close is Tampa to being good?
1: Tampa, I think, is coming. Jameis Winston has to learn how to take care of the football. He's going through that young quarterback. He takes a lot of chances. He takes a lot of chances. Trying to make something happen, trying to win the game, feeling like he's got to make every play. I think he'll grow into that. They've put together a very dynamic offense. Uh, They've got some injuries on defense right now, but they're close. Uh, they're they're close. They're getting
0: there. He actually throws the ball to Evans too much. He actually, He wants to throw it to him every down. I mean, you you got to spread it around a little bit,
1: you know? No, he'll learn. He'll learn that.
0: He's a talented player. He's a good player, though. He really is. I like him, and the team loves him. You can tell he's the leader. I, I like him. He does try to take chances. There's no question. He tries to fit that ball in there all the time. He wants to make a big play every play, but I, I think he's a good player.
1: He is a good player, and uh, you know, Peyton had some of that early on in his career. Hey, I don't want to punt. Uh, I, we've got to win. We've got to be aggressive. We, all, all that, and, and that comes with experience and maturity. And, and he'll he'll settle down. And I hopefully it's this year. But they're going to be a dynamite offense in the next couple of years. They've got a lot of weapons.
0: What team is? What team do you like in the AFC? If it's not New England, is it Kansas City or is it somebody else? Are you an Oakland guy? A Pittsburgh guy? What team do you like?
1: You know, I think I I really am an Oakland guy. I think they've got a lot going for them, Uh, and Derek Carr, I think, is going to be phenomenal. Um, But I'll tell you, it's just so hard in this first month. You you see teams, and I was on Oakland's bandwagon, and they got blown out the other day. Uh, Baltimore was playing so well defensively, and they got blown out. Um, So New England, we know what they are, and they basically got blown out by Kansas City. So... It, it's just, uh, I, I think it's early. It's up in the air. Somebody's going to emerge, probably the team that's able to stay healthy uh, all the way through.
0: Are you worried about the NFL right now, or do you think the NFL can handle all the stuff that's going on right now?
1: The, the NFL will be fine, and I, I, I'm worried about our country. I, I think we've got to uh, listen to all sides of things, listen to the other people, not just say, this is how I feel. And I'm guilty of that myself. Uh, So I I think we've got to take that upon ourselves to make sure we're listening to each other and trying to come up with solutions that make things better, and um, not just for the NFL but but for our entire country.
0: Thanks, Tony, very much. Appreciate it. We'll be watching. Thank you.
1: Uh, All right, Mike.
0: Thank you. Tony Dungy, the uh, very classy uh, ex-coach who is probably the, I, I would say, the most respected guy in the NFL right now. is If you took a, a poll of everybody, he would be the guy in the league. He's probably as well respected as anybody in the National Football League. Uh, and uh, you see him on NBC now, and he could still be coaching. He gets a million offers, but he doesn't want to do it anymore. He's done that, been there, done that, and he likes what he's doing now. So uh, that's what he's doing, doing TV and uh, talking to us back after this.